Hello everyone. Trust you well. This is Leadership Talk with Adeboke. This is the 48th episode of Leadership Talk with Adeboke. I have with me on this session Jason Breer. Uh, he's from St. Louis, Missouri. That's the United States of America. Uh, so good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on your location. How are you today, my friend? Oh man, I'm feeling great. I'm so excited about being on your podcast. So thanks for having me. Excellent, excellent. Now, how's the weather? How's the weather in your location? You know, it's hot, humid, and uh, overcast right now. So nothing, nothing too bad. It's perf perfectly normal for this time of the year. Yeah. So I'm so sorry about, uh, you know, the the uh, storm either. Ah, oh, it's devastating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a yeah. client. I have a client in um, that was hit directly. That was in the middle of the storm. And several clients that were right outside of that area that were impacted by the storm in New Orleans. So, you know, big prayers go out to those families, uh, those folks, especially those folks who could not afford to evacuate. Wow. Wow. Is the library restored? The park? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know that as of yesterday, it was still out. Wow. One million people? Yes. Wow. Directly impacted. My prayers, my prayers, my prayers. I would be you know, the whole of uh, the city. Yes. And I trust that um, things will go back to normal as soon as possible. Now, you're welcome to Leadership Talk with Adigo <laughs> So tell us, who is Jason? Who is Jason? That is, that is a, a, I could go multiple directions with that. So I'll just say this. I'm the founder of Greer Consulting Inc. CF Short. One of the top 5% of employee and labor relations consultants in the country. Um, established leader in the world of employee relations as well as diversity management. Um, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, and brother, I'm proud of the work that we're out here doing for corporations left and right. Wow, wow, amazing, amazing, amazing. Now, listen, um, could you tell me, how did you get into leadership? Yes, yeah, great question. I, you know, I would like to give you this you know, th this rosy story of how I was born to be a leader and I just discovered my passion. But we both know that's not true, especially given your work in terms of what you do for a living, as well as the work that you've done with John Maxwell. Um, I will say that how I got into the world of leadership was it was just kind of something that was given to me over time. When I decided that I want to become an entrepreneur and grow my business, I realized that I could have the best ideas in the world, but if I didn't know how to motivate people to execute my vision, then I wasn't really being a leader. So I was blessed and, and highly favored that I happened to meet a woman by the name of Brenda Bacon, who is the CEO of Brandywine Senior Living, a large assisted living uh, facility in New Jersey. And that was my first opportunity to really see a leader at work. And when I went out on my own, it was basically, I just copied what she did. Right? I mean, I literally just mentally, I would be in a meeting with her and I'm just taking notes. Okay, when you're with an executive, this is how you talk. When you're with your employees, this is how you talk. When you're with your family, this is how you talk. So I'm really, it was one of those found, but I never stopped trying to learn from leaders that I respected. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, can you tell us, uh, the relationship, or just let's just start with uh, leadership. What's what's your definition of leadership? Uh, leadership is, in a simple form, leadership is hard. 
That's my definition of it. Wow. Leadership is understanding that um, a leader is only as good as the people that he or she is leading. But in order to get people to move your direction, they have to believe that you directly care about their success. You're there to pick them up when they fail. You're there to chill them on when they succeed. But more importantly, you're there leading the way for them in terms of your actions, in terms of your behaviors, and the heart that you show up, that the heart that you show up with every single day. Awesome, awesome. That's that's good stuff. Uh, John Maxwell will say that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Yes. Um, so, what's the relationship between leadership and diversity? It's huge because you know it's it's so interesting. So, prior to the start of our conversation um, on this podcast, you and I talked about a lot of the fake news that's out there about Africa. And so much of that can be tied into colonization because of so many of the negative, you know, stigmas that have been attached to Africa. That was a decision. That was a decision that somebody made or a group of people made to make a particular country and a particular group of people look a certain way to the outside world. Can, is that fair to say? Yeah. I think, I think that when we talk about the relationship between leadership and diversity, you can't have an appreciation of diversity until the leaders decide that we need to appreciate it. And it's not just we need to appreciate it, but it's now we need to take the components of diversity, whatever those things might be, depending on your your country, depending on the culture, depending on the flavor of the business. Now we need to take what we know of diversity and actually put it and implement it into the organization so that we can make things better for all people. And ultimately we get more productive employees. Excellent, excellent. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, this is Leadership Talk with Adegoke podcast. Um, it's the 48th episode, and I'm on with my friend Jason Greer. Uh, Jason is speaking from uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and we're looking at leadership and diversity. Leadership and diversity. Now, I just want you to uh, speak to this. Um, a leader that is not that does not um, embrace diversity, what is likely to happen to that leader? Time catches up to everybody is what I generally tell people. And, you know, I, I've sat with executives who, when we've had this conversation about diversity, they will say things along the lines of, I'm not racist, but I don't think that diversity has a place here, right? Or they'll say things along the lines of, well, people should just get along. We don't need to talk about it because diversity is such a divisive topic. Well, then here in the States, the George Floyd moment happens where yeah. George Floyd was assassinated by officer, former officer Derek Chauvin. Yeah. And it wasn't something that was just seen in Minneapolis. It was something that was seen around the world. Wow. Now, all of a sudden, you have those leaders who said we should not make diversity a topic because we don't want to be divisive. We now have employees looking at them saying, well, what are you going to do about diversity? How are you going to make this organization into a more inclusive organization? And they find out what they should have been doing 10 years ago. Now, all of a sudden, they're trying to catch up. So it's one of those things that leaders that don't embrace diversity are not embracing the present, but they're definitely not embracing the future. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Now, in an organization, you know, uh, how can you really set out and have a diversity agenda in terms of your vision, in terms of your values, mm -hmm. in terms of your positioning. Can you just share some tips? 
Yeah, great question. So what I generally tell leaders is, let's take a look at your mission, your mission and vision for your organization. And let's pick out, let's choose certain words that resonate with you. So if one of those words is empowerment, well, if we're looking at it from a diversity standpoint, what does empowerment mean? Because especially if you have a group of new hires who happen to be diverse, they're from different countries, they're from different cultural backgrounds, you cannot pat yourself on the back that you hired them. You have to think bigger. Wow. We got them in the door, but what are we going to do to keep them and promote them, right? And that generally means that what you need to do as an organization, if you prize diversity, is making sure that the organization echoes, right? It echoes this commitment to diversity in terms of promotion opportunities, in terms of mentorship opportunities, in terms of uh, uh, job opportunities. You have to live the walk. Wow. Now, diversity, you know, I, I want to also speak today. For women, you know, have you have you have a diverse uh, leadership? Because um, during the uh, pandemic, which is still ongoing, uh, you find that a lot of women had to, uh, you know, uh, stay back and become, you know, uh, caregivers at home, taking yeah. care of their home front. And a lot of women lost their jobs as a result yes. of Yeah. So can you speak to that? Absolutely. One of the things that I've encouraged several of my clients to do is you need to provide child care service. Uh, one of the things that the United States federal government has done fairly well is in many of the federal buildings, they have daycare centers so that uh, parents, and in this case, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about women, um, mothers can drop their kids off and they can go to work. It's a shame that COVID, COVID exposed a lot of faults in the, the you know, global economy. And one of the fault lines that exposed is we think more, when I say we, I'm talking about corporations think more in terms of productivity and less about the impact that the said productivity has on people. And what happens when there's a major life event such as COVID that directly impacts people at home? Well, if we're not take, if we're going to live by this idea of diversity, if we're going to live by this idea of leadership, that means we have to do the things that are necessary to make sure that our employees feel like they're taken care of. Wow. wow. Now, I just also want to, you know, diversity is so deep. It's so deep. Uh, I want to speak to those who are physically challenged, who are disabled. Yes, sir. You know, uh, some organizations, you know, they don't really have a policy that embraces uh, diversity along those lines. Can you speak to that? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd be curious to hear uh, what it's like in Africa, yeah. Nigeria, in terms of laws, uh, laws that are uh, governed toward people with disabilities. Because I know in the United States, you know, the laws require that you have ramps for people in wheelchairs. They have, you know, various things. But to me, it's kind of window dressing. It's cosmetic. <laughs> because... Just because somebody's in a wheelchair, and I'll use that as a disability, just because someone's in a wheelchair doesn't mean that this doesn't work, that their mind doesn't work. It doesn't mean that they can't be an effective leadership or effective leader. In fact, I would say that they probably have a better understanding of the strengths and weaknesses of people because they've had to learn how to survive in environments full of people that don't look like them. Yeah. So 
they to me give me somebody who has experienced some type of disenfranchisement give me somebody who's experienced some type of hardship i will take those folks over people who haven't experienced anything because generally speaking the former are going to grow into much better leaders than the latter because they know what it's like to suffer they know what it's like to overcome wow wow amazing amazing jason you just added so much content so much value thank you i'm so proud of you you just showed up uh, massively massively on this podcast thank uh, you brother for joining us this is leadership talk with adding okay i'm with my friend jason greer all the way from st louis missouri united states of america and we're looking at leadership and diversity now i just wanted to talk uh, speak to this uh, about awareness you know there has to be intentionality um john will say john c maxwell will say that leaders must lead intentionally mm -hmm. i want you to talk about you know having an enabling environment where you know awareness is created from the get-go yeah. now are you asking in terms of and i didn't catch that the question i'm sorry yeah. okay for for diversity Right. To work in organizations, uh, there must be an enabling environment. Yes. Where an awareness, you know, is created and the me me momentum is sustained. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. I live. I live by the code that attitude follows leadership. Wow. Right? And when senior leaders get on board with the idea of diversity, they yeah. practice diversity. They make sure that diversity is being. Empowered. I don't know why I'm stuck on that word empowered, but I'm going to go with it. Right. No, I love that. I love that. I love that. Hey, thank you. They go out of the way to make sure that diverse hires are empowered, diverse managers are empowered, diverse employees are empowered. And how about this? Diverse customers are empowered. Hmm. When people see that senior leadership is on board with diversity, even if personally the people that report to them don't don't like it. Wow. They know if they want to continue working for that organization, you might not like it, but you better learn to love it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you have, you know, for example, you have a direct report um, that you know based on his religion, he has a different religion. How do you relate, you know, uh, as a leader? How are you supposed to relate with that kind of person? Ask questions. Okay. Ask, ask questions. questions. You know, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, I had a leader come to me, this is about a year ago, who came to me and said that one of his employees is um, uh, Muslim and he needs to pray five times a day. And he looked at me because, again, we talked about fake news earlier, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm a Christian and everything that I've been told about the Islamic faith is that they're terrorists. Hmm. So how do I allow him to pray five times a day? That's not American. And I looked at him and I thanked him first for being open because a lot of people, a lot of people will harbor these uh, stereotypes, but they'll never say it. Right. But it still comes out in other ways indirectly. And what I said to him was first, thank you so much for opening up to me. Now, would you allow me to give you some feedback? Yeah. And I go, non-judgmental, but I'd like to give you some feedback. And he goes, absolutely. I go, so you're a Christian. Do you ever take time over the course of the day to pray? And he goes, well, absolutely. And I go, when does that happen for you? He goes, well, when I'm having a challenging day, I'll close my door, I'll pull out my Bible, 
I'll find my favorite passage and I'll read the passage and then I'll meditate on it. And I go, and how does that make you feel? He goes, I feel this sense of calm, this sense of peace. He goes, the Holy Spirit's coming down upon me and I feel, I feel it. And I go, so that feels good because I'm a Christian as well. So I can relate. And I go, so imagine for your employee, his faith is so critically important to him, just like your faith is. And who's to say over the course of the day when he's seeking to pray, not only is he being told to pray based on the tenets of his religion, but maybe he needs that for his own peace of mind, just like you. You're a Christian. He's a Muslim. But he's worshiping God, just like you're worshiping God. And let me ask you one more question. And he goes, what's that? And I go, has he ever shown up with a gun? He goes, no. I go, has he ever pulled a knife on you? He goes, no. I go, what's he like? He goes, he's such an honorable man. He's such a good man. One of my best employees. I go, so can we re revisit this idea of your stereotype of his uh, people of the Islamic faith being extremists? Because he is clearly showing you that there are outliers to everything. And yes, there are Islamic extremists, but there's Christian extremists as well. He's just a man that's seeking to come to work and to pray. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, this is this is this is good. This is good stuff. You know, um, I'm just so impressed with you know the, the, the content uh, that is you know being shared. Um, ah, diversity, diversity. So um for you, um what would you say to a leader that refuses to embrace diversity in an organization? Yeah, no problem. Um, what I'll say to them is very simple. The present and the future looks like me, not you. <laughs> and you can continue to deny it, <laughs> but eventually it's going to catch up to you. And, uh, you know, here, here in the States, one of the big companies when I was growing up was this company called Ventures. It was a bunch of shopping stores, um, basically equivalent of like a Target. Right. Okay. Or a Walmart. Yeah. And venture went the way of the dinosaurs. It's no longer I don't I don't think there's a single venture store around around the United States. Wow. But in the 1970s, it was everything. In the 1980s, it was everything. In the 1990s, it started to wane. In the 2000s, it's gone. Wow. That's what I'll say to a leader is what you think you know about today. You really don't know because you're living in the past. If you decide that you don't want to embrace wow. diversity. Wow, 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 wow. That's 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 deep stuff. That's deep stuff. Wow. Time is really time has really gone by, you know. Yes, sir. It's just it's just it's just it's just amazing the the, the knowledge you're sharing. Uh, my friend Jason, uh, Jason Greer is a consultant, uh, a man with so much expertise and knowledge is showing up at a time like this to, to speak on leadership talk that okay on leadership and diversity. Uh, we're getting close to, to the end of this session, uh, Leadership Talk at UK podcast. Um, I, I want to encourage you, uh, for those of us that might be listening for the first time, just go through a, a past episode's massive, massive content, uh, Leadership Talk at UK. This is the 48th episode of Leadership Talk at UK. Now, I just want to just ask, do you have mentors? You know, Absolutely. Mentors, yeah? Who are your mentors? Uh, Brenda Bacon, who I mentioned earlier, she's definitely one of my mentors. Um, Bob Johnson, uh, BET fame, um, Black Entertainment uh, Television is definitely one of my mentors. I will also tell you that I have hundreds of mentors that don't even know I exist. Wow. And I say that 
they don't know exist because I'm a firm believer that it's one thing to sit down in front of a mentor, but it's another thing that if there's somebody that I respect and I have absolutely no idea how to meet him or meet her, I buy their book. I go, I go on YouTube and I watch their interviews. I will do anything and everything I can to soak up as much of the information they have to share. So I'm a huge, huge proponent of mentorship. Um, and I probably spend, gosh, I probably read, just because time is so crucial for me, I probably read between three to four books a month. Um, time being what it is, I would love to read more. Um, audiobook is is my best friend because I can listen to it on a plane. But I just try to absorb as much information um, from people that I respect as possible. Well done, well done, well done. Just want to, you know, put this in uh, before we, we, we close. Um, so how can the culture of diversity uh, be, be, you know, ingrained in an organization? Uh, great question. Um, how can a culture of diversity be ingrained in, a, in an organization? Yeah. yeah. Slowly <laughs> and methodically. And I'll yeah. say that because, as you know, we've talked about this before the podcast started. In the United States, race, racism, diversity is such a hot topic. Mm. And when I say it's a hot topic, it's not just in terms of it being, you know, the conversation at hand, it's also there's so much of a historical context behind it. Yeah. So what I'll say to organizations is that if you're looking at implementing diversity and inclusion practices within your company, take your time. Don't take too much time, but take your time because you want to make sure that you get it right at the beginning. Because if you don't get it right at the beginning, it's going to fail you in the long run. Wow. You know, and that reminds me, you know, uh, when you talk about implementing change in organizations, uh, there's the hard, hard, hard change, and, and there's also the soft, you know, yes. the, the soft, you know, um, uh, takes a bit of time. Yes. Uh, the hard could be, you know, systems, you could change, you know, uh, systems, you could change, uh, you know, uh, the framework in terms of, uh, you know, your, your, your products or, you know, equipment, well, you can't change people overnight. Yes, you know, exactly. So it takes it takes it takes some time. Um, so, in closing, what, what would you like to just uh, share with our with our listeners all over the world? You know, thirty seconds. What would you like to share with them? I'm going to say this to your listeners, um, to my African brothers and sisters. Yeah. Please continue doing what you're doing because there are times where he, we here in the states. We guess about what life is like in Africa, but when we see the true Africa, when we see the true Nigeria, it, it, it's like it's like looking at what we could become here in the States eventually. So what I will say is thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you so much to you and to your listeners for being such wonderful role models to what we in the States could become. Wow, wow. That's it, that's it. That's just the way it is. From my brother, my friend, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, showing up on Leadership Talk with Adam okay. Uh It's been a fantastic, fantastic session. Thank leadership you. and diversity. Um, so, to the same time, shortly, uh, please join us again on Leadership Talk with Adam okay. You want to say bye-bye to...
the business. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for having me. You all are awesome. And thank you, my brother, for doing this wonderful podcast. This is awesome. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.